solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 33, The Prince's Tale. Um, welcome everyone to another episode. I am Molly. And I am Alex. And this is Potterwatch. Oh, guys, I am so flippin' excited about this episode. I've been honestly waiting our whole read to chat about this one just because I've loved this chapter for such a long time and there's so much to get into. Actually, to be clear, I want to say when I say this is my favorite chapter, there's actually just a little section in the beginning of this chapter that I have a lot of issues with. And then after that is dealt with, then I love this chapter. I just need to separate them. I put a line in my chapter notes. I was like, okay, this is where I actually <laughs> where start. Yeah. Yeah. When the, when the when the prince's tale starts is when I like this chapter. Before that, I have a lot of issues that I feel like we need to address. I feel like so many of our favorite chapters have something like that. like oh, Except for the mirror of Erised. Yeah, that's the only like, thing I was going to say. I was like, I feel like the mirror of Erised was a pretty perfect chapter, but... Like that, is that like actually one of like my favorite chapter in Harry Potter? It has no flaws to me. I think it's just a beautiful chapter. Yeah, and I think because it's the first book, it has that like extra magic to it. And I think this is nice that like such a good chapter is coming at the very end, obviously, but very different. Like they they do something different for me. Like this one's certainly more satisfying to me because we get so much information. Whereas Mirror of Era said is just like a really lovely chapter, I guess. Yeah, I think they're both cinematic in like feeling, if that makes sense. You know, like, they hit me in the same way like I see it so clearly it tells a fully rounded story yeah especially obviously the prince's tale it's written like a fucking fairy tale you know anyway let's um well no uh, I'm just gonna agree with that because I feel like you know the move these movies better than I do and like so for when I'm reading this I'm not picturing anything from the movie like I have my own like um prince's tale like in my head I guess same I I think the movie does a good job with it but I think it is cinematic but like written so that I see it the cinema in my head but it and it looks very different than yeah I didn't know if you had the same experience because I know like you can like pull like a memory from the movies way better than I can (laughs) yeah I just watched the movies so much as a kid but um so they're like very much in my head a lot but But for some characters and for some moments, it really is like, it has nothing to do with the movie. I pulled them very separately in my head. Like Hermione never looks like Emma Watson in my head. Like never. And honestly, none of the three, none of them. I think Harry Harry blends for me. Harry blends like in the younger movies. Yeah, in the younger ones, but like when he starts, because he's described as like tall and lanky, and then it like goes away for me, and then that's like how I imagined Harry before I got the movies. So it just sort of like, yeah, for me, they're like almost like a cartoon version of the first movie, like how they looked in the first movie. And then like, they kind of expand for me in my head, but they don't look like the actors as they age. But like the first movie is kind of in my 
version of my head a little bit for some of them. The, um, the, see, the, um, the adults is where it gets tricky, right? Like in these scenes, I definitely see Michael Gambon's Dumbledore, which is really, really I don't, I know it's very weird. And it's like, I feel like the, we've talked about this a lot, but the first Dumbledore is more accurate to how he's described. But it's anytime Dumbledore like shows like his sneakiness and his like the layers underneath, I think I see the Michael Gambon performance. That's a perfect analogy. In my head. Yeah, that's like a really good way of thinking about it. This is going to be weird to say out loud and to articulate, but everyone knows like the Lego Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's the Dumbledore in my head, but in like live action, which I guess is supposed to be based off the movie, but it's more like that Lego guy IRL with yeah. Jim Dale's voice of Dumbledore. Like that's my yeah. version of Dumbledore. <laughs> yes. So I guess that's closer to the original Dumbledore. Yeah. I think. I think that's who it's based off of that Lego. I'm sure it's based on Richard uh, Harris. Yeah. Um, but like in McGonagall, I never picture like a younger, like 50, age 50 McGonagall or whatever. Like or, how, Maggie. or 45. I always picture main, Dame Maggie Smith. She is yeah. forever my McGonagall. There's no other woman. I feel like even before I had seen the movies, it was still it was still Dame Maggie Smith yeah. somehow. Um, Robbie yeah. Cauldron, Coltrane, whatever. Oh yeah, the Hagrid is always the movie Hagrid. Um, but anyway, sorry. Side note. We um <laughs> try and rename this chapter. Yes. What did you rename this chapter, Mal? I have a funny one. <laughs> and then I have a serious one. Okay. My more serious one is the story of two does. Oh. <laughs> and my funny one, which made me think of it, is a doe, a deer, a female deer. And that's it. Uh love that. Love that. <laughs> uh, uh I named mine the flower and the spy. Oh, nice. Okay, so Alex and I were talking right before we got on that we didn't follow our normal haiku format. We just wrote from the heart. I'll go first because I think yours is gonna um, be better. I mean, like I'm like happy with mine, but all right. Past lives are revealed, a story of a man unhealed, yet his fate seems sealed, his love behind his own shield always. Oh my God, Molly, that was really good. Thank you. Oh my gosh, his love behind his own shield always. No, I love that. Wait, actually, can you reread the lines again, like slower? Yeah. Because you were cutting out a little bit. Um, Past lives are revealed. A story of a man unhealed, yet his fate seemed sealed. His love behind his own shield always oh I love that I like I want like (laughs) one of those cheesy like Snape like things with that like written of it like classic 2014 tumblr um 
so I did three poems because I was in my feelings. Great. Um, uh, so I did two tonkas and a um, and a haiku. So just to clarify, sometimes when I do these tonkas, it's five, seven, five, seven, seven is what a tonka is in terms of syllables. And all three of them connect like one giant poem. It's okay. an epic. It's an epic. <laughs> okay. The Atoning Prince. It started with a flower and ends with regret. Cursed to serve two great powers for the death he can't forget. Then there's the baby, beloved but all, uh, beloved by all but the prince. It's hard, but maybe this will earn his forgiveness. Thus, the proud prince protected. It ends with the truth: no more lies, just memory, and lasting green eyes. Oh my gosh! Also, like yours does sum it up. Like <laughs> it tells a beautiful story. Well, I, I feel like it sums up like Snape's character. It doesn't sum I mean, that's up what this chapter. chapter does. We are we're gonna get into it. So much to discuss. We have some business up front, but then we're gonna get into it. Okay, some business at the top. But guys, I think that Molly and I's poems make up for every time that we ever just slacked off on our haikus, okay? <laughs> um, also, we've never mentioned this, or maybe we have and we've forgotten, but like, what do we call our listeners? Because I feel like it's Potter watchers, but they're really Potter listeners. <laughs> Potter, uh... Potter watch listeners. <laughs> the potter watch list that sounds so bad but so great I know. <laughs> all right uh, uh comment um uh email in message us on instagram what you guys would like to be called yeah at this stage at this stage at the end while we're on the chapter the prince's tale but for now you're on our potter watch list and we're checking it twice <laughs> gonna find out who left a five-star review or not Ooh. oh that was amazing <laughs> okay um <clears throat> we begin with Voldemort making his demands his threats and I'm just like are we really doing the third person right now big v or v more I don't call him big v um <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like, I felt like I was starting off this chapter with his little announcement in the same place we were ending the last chapter. I was kind of just like, all right, Voldemort, calm down. You're going to wait an hour. <laughs> what are you going to do for an hour? Like, <laughs> like, what? He's like, everybody come back. Let's gather our things, gather our people. I'm going to hang a fire pit. I'm going to sit here and wait for you for an hour. And there's going to be an awkward tension. For sure. Like what, like, I'm sure he doesn't have snacks. Oh man. That makes me hungry. Yeah. Same. I just, um, like, what do you snack on at the, in it while you're waiting for Harry Potter to come as Voldemort gets more and more stressed as time inches on. Like, I know that we need this hour, but, like, why does Voldemort even give him the time? 
I think he maybe it's like he wants well I'm gonna give Voldemort and JK the benefit of the doubt in that maybe he thinks psychologically like if Harry if everything stops and Harry has to like look at all of the damage that's been done without like just keeping moving then what will happen to Harry what actually happens to Harry will make him uh go because obviously Harry is seeing certain people that we will are about to get to lying dead on the ground and he is like traumatized by the fact that Voldemort has just said that all of this could have been avoided if you had come to me sooner and more death will be avoided if you come to me now basically yeah um but also like maybe he's doing it too because they're like not exactly winning like I mean they're doing fine but they haven't like yeah accomplished their goal of like taking over the castle so it definitely could be that too I'm just like do you even believe yourself because he's like like everything will be cool if Harry just comes like no need to fear me (laughs) yeah but it's also like we know you sis like I I honestly like does he have a plan what does his world look like when Voldemort like when he is the ruler of it so he kills all the muggleborns or enslaves them and then what happens because like we understood Grindelwald's goal of like wanting to take over the muggles but like I don't even know if Voldemort cares about that like he's fine with terrorizing muggles but like he doesn't even seem that pressed about like wanting to take over like everything he's like obsessed with Harry that's what I'm saying I think he would like fall apart if he actually achieved his goal of killing Harry like what does he do does he throw a party? Because I think in the second book, um, uh, Tom Riddle says it best. Like I, I've gotten bored of like my, um, uh, he says MB being my sole target for the last couple months yeah. or whatever. He says, my focus has been you, which I think really sums up the truth of the, ma- the fat matter that like, I don't think he really even cares. Like, I, I think he's still racist, obviously, against Muggleborns. But his main goal has been to kill Harry, to get Harry, and then then he gets to live forever. Like, truly, his goal is, like, immortality. Like, somebody told him that the only person that could stop him was Harry, and he's been focused on that, so focused for the past all of his um, last... 17 years that he (laughs) that he doesn't I don't think has the first war was him just trying to gain power of the wizarding world I guess right but then like what does he do once he has that power like what are his goals for the wizarding world you know I don't even know if he has a vision board he needs a Pinterest stat (laughs) like we haven't seen him with a vision board so So we haven't even seen him (laughs) average. So maybe that's on his vision board. (laughs) Learning to operate. He's like, Harry, Harry, before I kill you, could you teach me 
me how to operate. Teach, 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 teach me how to operate. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, now Hermione's like, we need to come up with a plan. I'm like, I've been saying this for the last chapter. We need a plan. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, I'm to the sad business. Like, sad business, but pre that sad business. I think it's nice that before Harry even goes into the pensive, he has this, like, it's not quite forgiveness for Snape, but he has this, like, pity, but, like, kinder than pity, like, for how Snape died. Like, he he is moved by that death. And I, I, kind I, of, I think he says, he like, I think it's, like, empathy. Like, he feels, yeah. like, bad for him and, Yeah. And I just like that Harry has that moment before he even like has a real reason to forgive him. Me too. I, and I think honestly, it's a little bit like, I think he knows when Snape does the tear thing that like, not maybe that like he wasn't, that, that there was something more to the Dumbledore thing, but like he knows something isn't right. Like, I think he has a feeling that maybe yeah. Snape isn't as awful as he thinks he is. Yeah, it's like odd that he just got a bowl full of memories. Right, like I think he's certainly like, it's got like a tugging feeling in the back of his head as he watches this man dying and he's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I'm having a bad, hard time like explaining it to myself, but I think when he goes into the pensive, he like is prepared a little bit for what he's about to see and that it's going to reshape his whole opinion on Snape. Yeah, I think he is maybe at least expecting an explanation for the behavior, not necessarily like, oh, this was Dumbledore's plan. Right. Um, I think it's a really um, beautiful image of like, I mean, not them all crying over Fred's body, but like, uh, Hermione just seeing Jenny cry and just walking over to her and comforting her we don't see like Hermione and Jenny have like that relationship that often and it was just like I don't know it just I, I love any moment where we get to see female friendship in this book because we don't get to see it very often and it was just yeah it was always a relationship behind the scenes yeah it was really sweet and then Oh, but like the description of Molly and Arthur and Arthur just like over mm-mm, mm-mm. and then and then like Ron just going in and being consumed by his brother like I will say like it's it's really sad and awful and I did start crying but it uh it's just like it's worded very beautifully like I can see it very clearly and then we get perhaps the biggest crime in the Harry Potter series what yeah, the it's one sentence but it, I mean it is a really lovely sentence yeah whatever what what like I did it again rereading it I knew it was coming but I was like because I was listening to it I wasn't like reading it on paper which I think yeah. is even more daunting because it like goes by in a second you're not like slowly taking in every word and I almost missed it I went back 30 seconds to be like oh my god um I'm of course speaking about the one sentence sentence remark about uh 
Lupin and Tonks dying. It's not even their own sentence. It's like a colon. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just looking at it right now. Sorry to interrupt you. No, so, go ahead. As Ginny and Hermione move closer to the rest of the family, comma, Harry had a clear view of the bodies lying next to Fred, colon, Remus and Tonks, pale and still and peaceful looking, comma, apparently asleep beneath the dark, comma, enchanted ceiling, period. Longest fucking sentence, but they only have half of it. Like what? Also, like, it, are they dead? Who are knows? They asleep? Are they sleeping? <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but that's from something. Oh, are you asleep? <laughs> oh, I think it's from Gilmore Girls. What? No, it's like, oh, were you asleep? <laughs> I, know I, I know what you're doing. I've definitely seen whatever it is that you're doing. What is that? I can't. My brain doesn't work. It only works in quotes and I don't know where they're Do from. it one more time. Do it one more time. That one's going to bother oh, me. Oh, were you asleep? <laughs> what is this from? Griffin. Oh, oh, it sounds like it could be friends. It sounds like something that oh, one of Oh, it them, does kind of sound like friends. It, does, it sounds like friends. Oh, were you asleep? No, I, oh, it's either Ross or Rachel. Rachel. It, I, yeah, it's Ross or Rachel. I had the same thought in my head. One one thing I like that was included because we are going to get a m- mention of the centaurs like in a couple of chapters, but like we know that Frenzy is like part of the, the ones fighting because he's like being tended to by Madame Pomfrey. And I'm like, I'm really glad that we did get that inclusion too. Like yeah. we know where, I mean, we already knew where friends, Frenzy, friends stood, <laughs> but um, it, I just like that. I mean, he's not doing great, but he's there doing great work um uh being in Harry's head for this is really rough and I think that's an impossible weight like we know intellectually and Harry knows intellectually that people aren't safer if he goes and gives himself up to Voldemort but it really it really is like sad to watch like some of your closest people in your life just be dead and knowing that like you could have stopped it for you know a little bit I think it's just a hard weight for him to carry yeah going through a rough a rough mo with it right now I was kind of reflecting on it too and I think I was thinking about this like in that first scene where they returned to Hogwarts and Neville's he and Neville are of very different minds about like what's about to happen Mm-hmm. And like reading this part, I was kind of like, and I mean, we obviously don't blame Harry. Like that's not even in our thought process, but like, I don't even think Harry's guilt is warranted because it's like proof that like Neville keeps fighting and everyone follows Neville's lead when they think Harry's dead. Like they're not doing it for Harry. Like Harry feels like it's on behalf of him. And I'm not saying he's like being egocentric, but like, this is a much bigger fight than like, the one Harry's fighting with Baldwin. Oh, I agree, but I don't think, see, I'm not even saying that's where it's coming from. And maybe it's just because I have I just watched, finished watching all three Spider-Man movies, the Tobey Maguire ones. And there's so much like- I'm So sorry. Uh, so much uh, Mary Jane uh, hanging from a building. Like I'm the reason that she's dying drama going on um, that- 
it's fresh in my head, but I think it's more like, even if they weren't taking this battle to Hogwarts, even if Voldemort was just rounding up Harry's closest people, you know, like being like, I'm holding them hostage and they will die if you don't comment within an hour. I think that's the pressure he couldn't deal with, you know, just like that it's about him, not even that they're fighting for him, but just that like, unfortunately, his friends dying is a direct result of him not going to Voldemort. Yeah, I mean, I know that obviously like that's how he sees it, but I kind of wish that he would kind of see them for their own, like that it is bigger, even though like he's like, he's about to have his Jesus moment and like he does need to do all these things for it to end. The fight is not about him. Yes. And I think for him right now, he can't see that. And I, yeah. again, I'm not like being like, Harry, it's not all about you. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think the guilt is just like on top of him. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I would just, I would be horrified. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's devastating. And yeah. Yeah. Also, because he knows even if he did do that, even if he wanted to, like, that's not going to resolve it. Like, right. It's not going to help. Because I know he does do it when he can. Yeah. Or like when he feels like he's in a place that he can. And that he knows the information that it'll actually help. Yeah. So I think, I think what's good about Harry is that even with all of this pressure, he knows that he has faith that what Dumbledore told him and the steps he needs to take are the ones he needs to take. Like, he he doesn't see them lying dead on the floor and go, I'm going to Voldemort right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't give up on the fact that he, that he knows that this prophecy means something and that he has to, like, stay the course even amongst, like, the adversity, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, he definitely needs this time to figure out, even if he didn't have the memories to figure out, like, how am I going to turn myself in and accomplish like this goal that I need to do? Yeah. Like, I think no matter what, Harry's going to that forest yeah. in an hour. Right. So I'm at, I'm at memory, down memory lane, whenever you're ready. Um, I just, um, I had a thought about Snape's password being Dumbledore. Is it? Or is it just like right now, like that's what's happening? I I think it is Dumbledore. I don't I didn't think so, but I'm I'm I want to hear what you were gonna say. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What do you mean right now? Like it would just Yeah, like because I just assume that like, teachers use that to go into the office and they all know that he killed Dumbledore like that would be super fucked up if they were like are you kidding me right now yeah <laughs> like I just feel like it like right like it works for Harry like him saying Dumbledore like works because like that's just Dumbledore shit <laughs> interesting I I don't know. I feel like is Snape allowing people to go into the office right now? Is I mean, what I think yeah. is that he's just not allowing teachers to go into the office and it's just for him and saying Dumbledore is a little punishment for himself every single time he has to go into the office. Big old yikes. 
because he he has Dumbledore's huge portrait right there I don't think I don't think he's letting people see that that wouldn't make sense like especially that, that was automatic that started even before Snape became um I know but I feel like he might like cover it up or like like I don't know how the Caros would feel if there was just a huge portrait of Dumbledore like I don't know they just don't know don't came but um now I'm down memory lane I just love the opening image of her just like floating flying it's it just kind such of a- reminded me of the beginning of uh the Black Widow movie <laughs> like these two little yeah it, when I was watching the Black Widow movie it did remind me of this yeah and I was tense <laughs> for both <laughs> um I just think it's the perfect way to open into this and it's already it's just immediately so magical and full of it like somehow reminds me of like the very first couple chapters of the first Harry Potter book Mm, which is like it's I don't know it's just like there's just just this pure she re-taps into that pure like child magic and that like maybe anything is possible in the muggle in in our muggle world that you remember what it's like to be 11 kind of right yeah and to a fight with your sister and to have friends and I love that Snape is this little spy from the beginning just like hiding looking at them I mean it's creepy but like also sure. I, he's just like eternally a spy I just think that connection is very sweet or cool is a better word yeah no I never really thought about it like that until you just said it um or I guess you said in your haiku too but um yeah for sure and um, I picture like what I picture for little Winjean or whatever, like whenever Harry's like out in like the parks or whatever, like mm-hmm. I picture the exact same place for this, even though like it probably is not. Yeah. Um, and I think Petunia's characterization is just so perfect and so tragic. Like I just want so much more Petunia and Lily same I I have a note later that's like I love a sister story like I'm so invested um so sad it's so devastating my I my next note is I always feel so bad for Petunia like she's like not a great person obviously but my heart goes out to her because it's it's so sad it's so so sad but listening to it this time and I've never had this thought before but I feel like Snape definitely made it worse like I kind of feel like Lily and Petunia could have been okay ish if it hadn't been for Snape like I feel like his presence escalated those early interactions so bad oh definitely and I think she's she being uh she who must not be named definitely is like pitting them against each other in a very like honestly like theatrical way like I was like seeing the blocking of everything like it's very like West Side Story (laughs) well right and just like we start out with an image of Snape being outside of their world and then like watching them and then we get the reverse with Petunia like being locked out on the opposite of their world and it just gets 
like they are they are the real um (laughs) they are operating antagonistically against each other lily is not lily's not even the protagonist (laughs) right (laughs) you know um of this part of the story um but it um I think Petunia just like wants her sister back and then there's this whole world that she's not allowed to be in and that she doesn't understand yeah I think that she was obviously on this like track of resentment like I don't think like they would have been like best friends still but I do feel like she has been because of how Snape enters the picture, she is then put into a position of like, you're saying like, this is a direct adversary to like my way of life. And you are taken my sister from me now, like right. in some because way. It could be like, and like you said, I don't think they'd ever be best friends, but I think of this a little bit like Elsa and Anna, mm-hmm. right? Like Elsa has these powers and Anna doesn't. And obviously Anna's like, much sweeter than Petunia as a person um so she like doesn't have really the jealousy factor that Petunia does but because it's like a secret between sisters and they get to go on the journey together like Petunia is the only person that knows about it that could have been a different sort of bond that happens but then Snape comes in and takes her away so they don't even get to go on that journey together you know um um instead of like Lily kind of getting to show Petunia this world right exactly uh he isolates her from but I also have to say I feel like Petunia comes on strong with Snape and then that And then that's what puts, like, I don't think Snape was ever going to be, like, buddy-buddy with Petunia, but I think there also could have been a a way where they could have both had that relationship with Lily if Snape was like, I never want to be in the same place as Petunia. We're going to be fighting as soon as Petunia's in the room because Petunia, like, bullies him for being poor and on the wrong side of the track, which I have a note about. Why, how did Petunia become so snobby and elitist? Like their parents aren't like that. Why is this child like a learned bully? Like, I don't know where she gets this like money elitist behavior from because her parents are like described as like sweet and accepting. So where did she learn that? Like, I don't believe that this child was just born like that kid has less money than me. Therefore he sucks and his life is dirty. Like, Yeah, I have, that's a good point. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, they both kind of like make a face at him but like it's for different reasons I guess but I don't know like she just goes she goes in on like yeah here from the Snape house you live over there and it like like that kind of talk doesn't come out of children's mouths by themselves and not by themselves but I definitely could see like at school people probably talk I was about to say unless I was just thinking she's a little bit older so it could just be like her friends at school like she just made friends with like um snooty people um 
Yeah, and they might live in like an upper crest area. Um, and she's like clearly like, you know, these are the rules mummy said. Like that's all like innate, I think, in like kind of big sister bossy way. And then obviously like all of that gets like amplified as she gets older. Like Right, of course. I just wasn't understanding where the source of it, but her friends at school make a lot of sense because I was like, I don't even see her mom being like, you can't hang out with kids from that neighborhood. Like I just, it doesn't match the image of parents that are so proud of their daughter for being a witch. Like that's a, that's a very open-minded. Um, yeah family um the 60s you know they're living there like they're just like free to like go out I have very hippie images of them in my head like a little housewife but like mostly like mixed with some hippie in there I did always get confused reading this as a kid and being like what does it mean like he's wearing a smock like I was thinking it was like a painting smock but I guess it's just like another word for jacket. I I think it's like a like, trench coat is how I kind of picture it now. Oh, I I still picture I guess like a regular smock, like a like one of those apron. Things. Oh really? But I thought I was misinterpreting like Britishisms. I mean, maybe I I maybe I'm just still misinterpreting it. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it's like an army jacket. Oh, that makes sense. I do. And I do feel bad for baby Snape too, for his household. Oh yeah. Like I, I'm like saying like, I blame him for like being in between sisters, but like, I don't blame him. Like, like I'm not angry at him. I'm just like, if he wasn't there, like, I don't think they'd have as many issues more. Yeah. I mean, I just think they're, yeah, they're equally to blame, but I feel bad for both of them. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised that Snape's mom married a muggle. That's what's interesting to me about Snape as a character too, is his whole half-blood identity. And I don't know if it's like, because his dad is the like abusive one, right? Yeah. So I think- Yeah, but I don't think his mom is like the best. (laughs) Right, but it feels very much like an abusive household like as a whole like maybe her family maybe she comes from actually a very like the prince is like a very not like wealthy but established pureblood family and she like gets in this weird relationship with this muggle born and now she's like in a cycle of abuse because her parents cut her off she's she's just with a muggle not even a muggle I'm sorry muggle born I meant muggle I meant muggle and like and, it, and she marries this muggle and now it's like or even so gets she got pregnant. like cut off from her family if she yeah yeah and so I think she's like stuck and they're stuck and they don't have money and and so I think Snape probably resents his father for all of that and yeah but he like clearly already knows about this like prejudice against muggle-borns because she asks like am I different because I'm like my parents are muggles and he like Mm -hmm. hesitates before he answers so he's like I mean obviously his mom is like a witch but like he has these like prejudices already but I'm like your dad is a muggle like well that's what I'm saying I think it's like he knows the whole 
I feel like he understands that prejudice because his like mom is like, we can't associate with my family. We're cut. This is why we're cut off from the wizarding world. And so he like has all of this and maybe even in fights, his mom (laughs) says shit like, yo, you're just a muggle. I don't know. This is like me writing (laughs) uh, Snape's household, but I feel like that's probably what it is. Um, there's a line that kind of like disturbed me (laughs) I'm ready um Lily asks Snape like it's real isn't it like talking about Hogwarts and Snape Mm -hmm. says it's real for us and I was like is this like that fanfic where it's all happening inside Harry's head and I was like don't say that (laughs) stop 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 it's real for us I was like it's it's happening inside your head. <laughs> well, because that would make sense, right? Because Petunia would be on the outside because he actually does live with Petunia and the Dursleys. Like they're all real. So it's like not real for Petunia, but it is real for Lily. It's just kidding. We're not going there. That's too <laughs> um, I, to be fair to Snape, Petunia was like, what are you wearing? Your mom's blouse, making fun of something that I'm sure is a trigger point. And we've all seen like uncontrolled magic, you know? Oh, oh, you mean him hitting her with the... The branch is a bad look. Like my, I was commenting on my own note, which was... I was like, are you responding to something nice? (laughs) No, I'm responding to my own note, note, which was uh, Snape, get those anger issues in check. But then I was like, okay, he's a kid and we know that uncontrolled magic is done by It felt pretty controlled. (laughs) But like his reaction afterwards is like, he's shocked that he did it. Like, I think it's like when a kid like lashes out and like, pushes someone or hits someone like I like I think he like wants to do it in the moment but like he's shocked that he did it I mean I might be thinking the worst of him but I feel like he only feels bad because Lily is upset yeah I mean maybe that I mean it checks out with his I mean I just was like when I was listening to his reaction to it I was like huh he just seems very like shocked at it. Yeah, I mean, it just says he looked defiant, both defiant and scared when he said no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely checks with his character that he definitely did it on purpose. I would like to hope that Snape wasn't like, I want to murder Petunia Evans right now. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to murder her. Um, Toonie. Toonie. Okay, I'm to the part where Petunia is begging Dumbledore to take let her go to Hogwarts, which is so sad. And Dumbledore says, we've corresponded before. <laughs> That's that's what's really funny (laughs) is that Dumbledore is like taking the time to like. I mean, 
I wonder how many letters like that come in and well that's what I was thinking that must happen all the time that's so sad look I can't even if I I couldn't take it I could not take it oh if I was like in the position of petunia I would become a petunia like I would not I think so like I think I would I would be so I would be so bitter and mean like I would hope that I would never treat Harry the way that Petunia treats Harry but like I would be a bad person I don't think I would be considered the nice human I am today I think that's fucked up I would I don't think I would be obviously like as off as Petunia or like say the things that she said necessarily but like I would as an adult be like I don't think I can be around you like in my adult words I would be like I don't feel like I can be around you because it brings me so much pain I just it's so but as a child that might come out a little differently and not go well yeah like I don't yeah I do I do not think that I would be like an evil person but I I would be especially if I am who I am as a person like Petunia is not even to my level of being like attracted to magic and like <laughs> like this desperate need to like want to be a witch and escape it all. Like if I were who I was today, I don't know. I would be real upset. Like if my brother got to go and I didn't. Oh, yeah. My brother had magic and I didn't. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she's almost thinking of it in like, my sister is getting to do this thing that I'm not getting to do and we've always done everything together and that's exactly how I would feel. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also just like sheer power and and it's something you'll never be able to do. It's like three times worse than your sister being like a genius or like super talented or at something, you know, like- and then the parents are so proud. And I'm sure they're proud of Petunia too for whatever Petunia does. But And then they read her private mail, which is a felony in the United States. Well, we're in, not in the United States. I mean, I'm sure it's bad in the UK. It's not cool. It's not nice. I also think Petunia throwing the freak word around is not nice. Oh no, that's awful. I'm not saying, none None of my defense of Petunia is really like a defense of Petunia's actions. I'm just like, that's some fucked up shit to read her mail and use it against her. I feel like I would say it. Like, I feel like she didn't go into, like, Lily didn't go into it being like, oh, I'm going to use this against you. But like, if if I knew that Petunia had like, written begging to go to Hogwarts and she was like calling me a freak of nature and saying that I was going to be a pariah from the world and terrible for who I was I would 100% be like yeah then why are you so jealous bitch like I would have to throw that in her face because it's so I also it's so hypocritical I forgot that Lily didn't bring it up until after she called her the freak yeah like she holds it in for a while yeah I mean I still don't think that they should have read the letter Right. I don't think they should have. I do recognize that it's bad. I just also know myself as a person and I probably would have also read the letter. Like as a child, I would have. I'm not going to lie. Look, I had an older sister that used to always read my diary and it was very upsetting to me. 
Oh, see, that's like a, I, yeah, I guess it is like a diary. See, that feels like too far to me. Like I would never read someone's diary. Like it's very private. And like, but clearly, it, like the contents of it was like very vulnerable. Right. But if it had like the seal of the school, I would be curious. <laughs> I would be curious, but like, I wouldn't have, I don't think I, I would have done it. I would have, I, I would have asked her about it. Yeah, that maybe. And I might have, I might have, um, I probably, I don't know. I, I might not have done it by myself, but if Snape, if I were with Snape and Snape was like, we got to know what's in that letter. Well, yeah. Like it's Snape that like started reading it. Like Lily would have would, done it. <laughs> yeah. I think. Like, I don't think I would have done it on my own. Like if I were just in the room and saw it, I would be curious. And then I would have asked her about it later maybe. But if, Snape had been like okay we're reading this letter now I wouldn't have been like no that's wrong you can't do that stop it I would have been like okay also she had asked her I think she might have even told her the truth I don't know Petunia yeah I don't know where she was at that point but yeah I do love how this like train scene so mirrors like Harry's experience on the train, like meeting your meeting your first nemesis. <laughs> this train scene stresses me out. Like my, I can't explain to you. Like my heart was like racing. Like I was so anxious because I, I actually, I just love the beginning of the Princess Tale. Like I love her and Snape's friendship, and I know Hogwarts is the beginning of the end. So I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then we meet James and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and serious. And serious. And they're mean. <laughs> they are not nice boys. Um, and I just, uh, but first of all, Snape tact, please. Like Lily is crying. <laughs> like, why do you care about Petunia? Like Snape, you know, she cares about Petunia. But that's, like, the disconnect with Snape this whole time. Like, he just, like, really has, like, a blind spot about how to connect with Lily. Like, it it just, and, and it's almost unbelievable because his whole life he spins, like, he dedicates his whole life to trying to make up for what he's done and everything. And he apparently loves her so much, but like he couldn't just like not be a Death Eater. He couldn't just not be racist against other people that were like her. Like it was so, uh, I don't, I don't get him. I don't get him. He's unwell. (laughs) He's definitely unwell. I get, I mean, there's like, um. I, I, this probably isn't the word I'm trying to think of, but it's like a selfishness and wanting Lily almost as like an object to fit, like, like I deserve this person or like, I want this person and only this person, none of the things that she loves clearly, like. Right. Which is, yes, I understand that. Like, I understand his toxicity around her and the way he loves her. I'm just saying like he sacrifices the rest of his life. Why couldn't he, like there were simple things. 
And I'm not even saying, even if he stopped hanging out with Mulciber and them, even if he never called her the MB word, I still think it's unhealthy the way he's obsessed with her. That's not even what I'm saying. I'm saying like, why didn't he just stop doing those things? I, yeah, I mean, I had the same question. Like, why does he? Because, well, I had it later when they get to that um, part about like, you know, I've, I'm going my way, you're going your way. Like, why did he choose the path that he did? Like, it, does, it doesn't make sense because he would have had her as a, a friend for life. Like, she wasn't the one that was, like, seeking to end that relationship. He kept making the same decisions. She didn't even like James yet. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I don't know what he saw in Voldemort other than, like, power, but... I mean, I think that he is a lonely kid and got into Slytherin without his best friend and was taken in by Lucius and these older friends and was accepted in a way that he hadn't been accepted his whole life basically yeah but lily accepts him first that's why he's so obsessed yeah, but she's her. not there like in slytherin with him right but if somebody was like that wanted i don't know i guess he's just not harry that's the real test is that like <laughs> he's not harry <laughs> well he's not but I, like harry is faced with the exact same choice right like Harry, the first person that accepts him is like Hagrid and Ron. And then Draco's like, um, come hang out with me. You can, I'll show you like what real friendship is. I'll show you like how we actually do it in the wizarding world. And, and Harry is immediately like, why would I ever hang out with somebody that, uh, that makes fun of the people that were nice to me first? Yeah. But then Harry did get sorted into the same house as like his friends that he met. But he couldn't, but he might not have if, you know I mean, what I'm I saying? Think Harry would have still been Harry, even if he got sorted to Slytherin for some reason. Like, well, right. That's what I'm saying. He, he, he makes that decision before he, his house is determined that he's sticking by Ron and Hagrid, where I'm like, Snape <laughs> just yeah. immediately is like, no. Yeah, because he's selfish. There's no loyalty, but he's so loyal. Yeah, I I guess I can't I can't think of a better word than selfish to like. Yeah, it is selfishness. I also think it's just like a mistake of a young. He's like naive, and I think. Yeah, he's just not. He's not thinking logically, which, and he's jealous, you know, and he has an ups unhealthy obsession with her. So I think he just gets in his head about like her and James being in Gryffindor together and all of that. And it like, he's making up his own story about what she's getting up to when he's not around. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like in that same, like a borderline, like obs abusive obsession type of way that leads like boyfriends or girlfriends that claim they love their partner to like abuse them is the same way that he is like well you're just a mudblood like he's trying to gaslight her and demean her and put her down and I don't know yeah he's not a great person this is not me trying to like be like oh, I just it's just so interesting no I yeah I do think it's it's a good time to to discuss um I think it's oh, also sorry we're we're back oh sorry go ahead sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you 
I was just going to say, like, about Harry's not really currently reacting in the memories, which I think is good. It doesn't, like, distract from what's happening. But I just, like, had that note at some point, like, Harry's not, like, Mm -hmm. kind of in his head reacting, I guess. The only time he reacts is when he knows, like, he hates, he doesn't want to watch, like, Snape call his mom a a mudblood. Like, he's like, I don't like that. That hurts me. um which obviously like good because harry's a sweet boy but but we're back on the train (laughs) i i went on a a real long tangent but um james if you'd rather be (laughs) and then if you'd rather be brawny than brainy snape's like a little retort to james about being like slytherin sucks I'm I, I'm gonna be in Gryffindor. And he also says, like my dad, isn't his mom in Gryffindor too? Wasn't no she? I, I like assume different. they both are, but who knows? It's just a bad look, James. <laughs> this whole first introduction to James on the train and Lily with a good head on her shoulders being like, um, please come on Snape let's go (laughs) like why does Snape even want to be in Slytherin see this is what goes back to my theory that like he had like his mom is like feeding him stuff yeah because I know fucking sense to me let me just say that (laughs) I think I cut off from her family and she's bitter about it and so I think like she talks to him all about like them and like his like old family the princes and everything and like what he could be what he could be and where she went wrong like oh it was the worst day of my life when I picked your father over my witch family like never trust a muggle like I think she's just like then leave him why are you with a muggle right now I think she's in an abusive relationship and I think no I know I know I'm just like ah yeah I think it really is like yeah it's really sad yeah and like maybe there's a world where he he is invited to that family that was cut off as like the kid to like grandmother's house or whatever and is and like he's getting it from like she's cut off from them but you know how sometimes when you know people cut off the child the child they still want like the grandkid to be in their life so at least they're like raised I don't know yeah maybe he's getting that side of it too like my whole family were these great Slytherins and I'm gonna be a Slytherin too yeah looking for acceptance uh, anywhere anywhere he can or, get it. like I want my I want my mom to be proud of me yeah arrogant toe rag she called him Lily calling James oh, yes I know he's an arrogant toe rag But you're, he's like, she's like, but at least he's not a dark wizard. Like, she's like, Snape, why are you so racist? Why do you want to join the KKK? Like, I just. She's like, nobody was talking about James. Like, I don't consider him a friend. 
like I feel like the only reason like he does this to himself I honestly feel like the only reason James is on Lily's radar is because Snape is so obsessed with him she asks a really good cue like why are you so obsessed with them anyway (laughs) right and I just think why do you care what they're doing at night (laughs) and then she's like okay and Lupin like like stop like I've heard your theories Severus over and over again like if you want to be my friend quit it also at this point Snape does know the truth so he's just trying to like spread the rumor right like he does know that he's a werewolf and he's like don't you think it's odd that it's always at the full moon moon? and Lily's like he saved your (laughs) he saved your life and Snape's like he did not save my life yeah, I mean, we have debated that aspect of it. So. Oh, yeah, but I just meant, like, that's what... How oh, dare you say he saved my life. Right. Um, uh, but it just is so... This part of it is so interesting to me. Like, she is, honestly, Lily is a more loyal friend than me. Oh, yeah. Like, I would have like been... I excuses for you. Right, and I would have been not hung out with him anymore. Like, he, like I just, I'm sorry I keep making it like the real world muggle example, but he literally is like, I'm pre-joining the KKK and his best friend is Black. Like, what are you doing, Lily? <laughs> we need to have a discussion <laughs> because that is not okay. Yeah, like her being like, I have problems with your friends. And he's like, well, I have problems with people that are in the same house as you. (laughs) And she's like, you literally. And then he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I called you a mudblood. And she's like, yeah, but you call everybody else that. So why are you sorry with me? Like, bye, sis. I don't know. (laughs) I Snape's mindset around this, like, what, where is the disconnect, my boy? I know, like, what? watching slash listening or reading or whatever to this chapter again like I'm shocked again that he uses that word against her like it's exactly what I think what you're saying is like it doesn't make sense that you would call somebody you love that or like even call other people that are the same as them that like it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make any such a what I think what really bothers me okay I've been like flicking uh, my pin because I'm so like not stressed about this conversation but heated and I have marks like all over my arm <laughs> but uh because it's just like one of those clicky pins and I've just been clicking it up and down over and over again and it's just been like marking you probably my arm. hear it in the microphone <laughs> <laughs> but I just it, I, he's such a logical person that I'm like, you know, you could fix this so easily. You could fix it by the simple act of not being a racist. <laughs> I mean, he is logical, but he's so emotion driven at the same time. Right, but his big emotion is Lily. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know why I'm trying to get myself in the head of Snape, who is an active racist, but I don't, I don't, um, I don't get it. Um, and he's like, uh, I, um, I'm sorry, but like, you're different. You're not, it's like, it's truly like people that are like, you're not like the, 
you're not like other inwards. Like I, so I do understand like that mindset of being racist, but excluding certain people and the disconnect that comes from that. I just feel like she should see, I mean, she does eventually see through that, but. Well, yeah. And she ends the friendship, which thank God. Uh, but I just am like, Ooh. Yeah. Like I can almost understand, like not understand, but I can like see him compartmentalizing like this is my friend like yes mm-hmm. what you just said I don't need to repeat that but like I, like my I, I feel I'm like all tongue-tied trying to figure this out as well like my question was like why did you choose this path that you're on and I mean I kind of explained it to myself I guess when we were talking earlier like about getting swept up with this like group of friends which I think is probably the most plausible no I think that's actually very that's a the really good point that it's just and especially if you're putting in like his going in with already that mindset about like Slytherins and pure blood notions and how he doesn't like his muggle father like I think it that does make sense that he just found that group and and he's the protagonist of his story and he doesn't understand why Lily isn't on his side like why doesn't she think the way that I think almost why doesn't she hate herself yeah like I hate myself so why doesn't she hate herself like why doesn't she want to live in a world where people like her are discriminated against well we'll just pretend that you're not and then you can join (laughs) yeah I mean it totally it's very logical It's just, it's really fascinating to me. All right. Big Daddy D and scene. Like, I just have to like go out and say, it shocked me how much I like adore Dumbledore in this chapter. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to be hard on Big D. I'm not for some I think it's because I'm so mad at Snape that (laughs) I think that Dumbledore is like I think everything is like a punishment for Snape like even till the very end he doesn't let up on it being a punishment for him so I actually think some of his like harsh and callous words like I feel like he knows more about the safety parameters than he's letting Snape know just because he's just letting Snape sit there and be tortured by it yeah I um and I love that journey for Dumbledore I have some similar thoughts and like there are definitely some parts that I want to like talk through with you I'm most I'm like pretty much pro Dumbledore throughout this whole thing but I do have a couple questions, I guess, as we go along. But yeah, this first interaction, pretty straightforward when uh, Snape is coming to Dumbledore begging to save Lily Evans. Lily. Like, so Snape didn't figure out it was Lily before he was like relaying all this information. I mean, how would he? Like, he's talking about a child. I know. But like, you don't, I, I, yeah, I guess he wouldn't. It's speaking of Spider-Man. It's like classic, um, like the arrogance of being like, I'm going to get so much favor with the dark board and like, or like, I'm going to get back at this man who didn't pay me fairly for winning my fight. And then 
my uncle ben dies my lily are you about to say to snape with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) no i'm just saying that like karma's a bitch karma's a bitch (laughs) i'm saying karma's a bitch classic spider-man quote um i'm like surprised that snape even asked well like i'm not surprised but like I can't imagine that conversation of Snape being like, hey, by the by, would you mind not killing this like muggle born lady? Cool. Like we cool. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Like honestly. I knew he would do it because like of his obsession in his life. I can like- see it because it's just so like, it's still an evil thing to say. Like, so I think he's like, I think Voldemort's just like, no. you know but like I I think Voldemort's like sure but like doesn't actually have any intention of doing anything that anybody wants him to do well I think he probably asked the question why do you want to preserve a muggle-born's life and it's like we're not dealing because well when he and Harry have his little chat like in the very very end he's like I mean he cared for her but like like they talk about it for a moment Harry and Voldemort Yeah, Voldemort says like he was fond of her, but he would get over it. It's like a very weird line. Yeah, Um, I've always remembered that. (laughs) Like him commenting on the fact that Snape loves Lily is so weird to me. It's an out of body experience. (laughs) But that's how I imagine that conversation with Snape going. Like he's like oh like you'll get over it and yeah and then Snape's like cool 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 and then immediately hatches the plan to go to Dumbledore like he's like I can't trust this man I done fucked up yeah um and Big D calls him out I love it I love that Dumbledore sets him up like that he's like didn't you just ask for him to spare Lily and kill the baby and Snape's like yeah I did obviously that's the first place I looked and Dumbledore's like yeah you disgust me you're a horrifying person <laughs> Meanwhile, I just love I would like to keep him alive and fatten him up for a slaughter but that's different <laughs> that's different that's separate yeah that did like I, I have no, but, I, don't, um, I don't actually believe that in that way in that way but um in that yes but it is there it's questionable <laughs> but um when yeah I just love and Jim Dale does such a good job at their conversations the Snape and Dumbledore conversations like Jim Dale just goes off on this reading like Dumbledore's voice being like you disgust me is so good it's you just you can just hear the little edge of anger as he's setting up Snape every single time he's like oh you want me to save her what are you gonna do for me yeah and he kind of makes it seem like he doesn't care about, like, if they die, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, why should I even do this? Like, I love that Dumbledore doesn't show his cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I mean, but I do think that they didn't do the Fidelius until this moment. Like, this is why Dumbledore suggested they do the Fidelius charm. This is why they went into hiding. Yeah. Which I didn't, I mean, I'm not like, again, not a groundbreaking thought, but I just like connected this dots yeah 
I just every time I love just how harsh Dumbledore is with Snape like like after really dies yeah like after right after he dies like Snape's like crying in his office and he's like surely you remember her eyes like Dumbledore is like this is your fault yeah and then Snape's literally like I want to kill myself and Dumbledore's like what use is that to me what use is that to anyone I'm kind of surprised that Snape even continues like this loyalty for Dumbledore because like I could see Snape being like well you let her die too like I can't I can't trust Daddy Voldemort and now I can't trust Big Daddy D like what am I supposed to do? I think he knows that it was well Voldemort did it so right and so I think one, Voldemort did it, so he's, I think he has more resentment towards uh, Voldemort, and two, I think he knows it's his fault, like, I think he's blaming himself so much that he doesn't have enough, like, he doesn't have enough to blame Dumbledore, he, like, he's so self-aware of of his own guilt, he's probably going back to his stupid mudblood comment thinking, Jesus Christ, why didn't I just stop hanging out with Mulsifer the same way we're like, what was going on, Snape? Why didn't you just stop hanging out with Mulsifer? Like he can, like, unlike Harry, who it's like looking at these people dying and being like, oh, like if I had just gone to Voldemort, like it would have been better. Like Snape is directly responsible for her dying. He doesn't give Voldemort that information. And I think that weight, his his own like his own he's so wrapped up in himself that he can't even be that annoyed at Dumbledore and I think he wants probably I guess ultimate revenge on Voldemort for doing that yeah but yeah and I think he he wants the he wants the relief of I think he wants to punish himself I think staying alive punishes himself and helping Harry punishes himself. And I think it also is like, yeah, no, I, I honestly don't even think he wants that reprieve of the pain. I think he just would like to punish himself. I think you're right. And I think he and the Bloody Baron should chat more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so he's like, this is where he says, don't ever tell anyone Dumbledore and Dumbledore's like, okay, fine. But like, who cares? Like, no one cares that you loved Lily. Like, everyone did. Like, she's the hottest girl in the school. Like, I don't give a shit. This part also gives me pause. I'm like, why does he care so much that no one know? Because it would, it would just, I also, it just, some part of me is like, it's because it's James's son. He says Potter's son. Yeah. He's like, I can't be seen loving or like taking care of James's son. Yeah, it's 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 how he reconciles the whole James situation. Um, I what what do you mean reconciles? Like with himself, that like he's like all of, he's like doing it with for all for Lily, but he like hates that it's for James too so I'm saying in his head he's like no one can know like that's my greatest shame 
Yeah, even though, again, like, no one gives a shit who you had a thing with in high school. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, I, mean, I swear, well, Dumbledore, a- very sassy again. I swear I will never reveal the best part of you. Like, whatever. <laughs> it ends up being good because, like, it would have gotten out that he was a double agent if people knew. Like, Right. Well, that's my point. I was like, did JK Rowling just put it in so they have an excuse for nobody to know or for Harry not to know this soon? But I'm like, no, it would make total sense for it just to be a secret because he's a spy. um, So it must be a character point. I, in general, like we're starting to go through Harry's years with Dumbledore and Snape. And I just, I love that we get like this other bird's eye view of Harry's time, like the the story that we know. Like, I just, I love it. (laughs) And like the teachers telling like Snape being like, he's awful. He's just like his father. And then Dumbledore's like the other teachers report that he's lovely and sweet so that's on you my dude like here's the yule ball oh by the way keep an eye on coral like I guess I love it I love seeing it through these other eyes yes and like him being like the marks are showing up again like but I also just I think and this is again like you were saying earlier not like an out there um thing to say like I think part of his resentment towards Harry is that he's James is like the product of James and Lily being together and that he um looks like James but I also think he like there's still that like evil part of him that wishes that like he had killed Harry and kept Lily like I think he like places some of the blame of Lily's death on Harry like unjustly because Voldemort because, was going after because Harry. Voldemort was going after Harry and I think he's like self-aware he enough died to save him right like I think he's self-aware enough to understand that um that he is who, who is truly to blame but I think he places a lot of that on Harry and just being like it's you it's your fault that she's dead like yeah yeah and then because Lupin kind of like does it in a in a, a sweeter way where he's like um your parents sacrificed their lives to save you and this seems like a bad way to repay them yeah like I think a lot of Harry does carry that for the people that like really loved James and Lily but not in a, and I think, I don't think Sirius or Lupin would ever like think about it in the same way that Snape's thinking about it now or, but I think there is that, that it is like, it was because of Harry, like Voldemort wouldn't have cared about them if it wasn't for Harry. Yeah. Ex- I mean, except for that they were like fighting the war, like it wouldn't have been a sacrifice in the same way, but they would, they could have easily have died in the war. Yes. It just wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been targets. Yeah. It like their deaths were more intentional in this. Right. Um, I caught a line that I've never caught before. I I'm bet you probably have, but, um, Dumbledore says, like, you know, sometimes I think we sort too soon. That's my next note, too. Have you caught that line before? No. And we were just talking about it last week. This whole Snape 
bravery sorting. Yes. I still think like from the very beginning, we know Snape is a Slytherin. That's like, but I think that's very interesting, that line. It's the first time I think about this, like in general before about like having two sortings or something like, I mean, separate from like four houses just being like problematic and like being pitted against each other all the time. But, (laughs) but I also feel like they just put so much weight on your house and it's like, what do you mean Dumbledore? Like truly your house should stop mattering once you graduate from Hogwarts. So I think the statement that he says to like you can't be brave you weren't sorted into Gryffindor (laughs) like if he were sorted into Gryffindor like as a grown-ass man who fuck who the fuck cares like at no point in Snape's like Hogwarts career would he have been re-sorted into Gryffindor it's only after he like does all this brave shit as an adult when your high school house should not matter anymore really good point I love this scene it, it's the shift in the scene where like Snape is talking about the ring with Dumbledore mm-hmm. like the the curse on the ring because it's such a shift that like I think Dumbledore is still being cold with Snape which is nice <laughs> but I think Snape it shows that Snape like genuinely cares about Dumbledore yeah very scared for him I think that I, I, we're, we're definitely in sync with our nips. I was like, I think it's really one on the, the cold part that Dumbledore is like being so consistently like cold to Snape in this whole version of like Snape's memories. And yet we know Dumbledore as someone that will defend Snape to the very mm-hmm. end. And then to know that he really didn't like, care for Snape in the same way that it seems like he did from Harry's perspective is just so interesting that again never really picked up on that in this way before like reading it's it's like he puts so much passion when he defends Snape into other to other people I think because people trusted out of Dumbledore if like if Dumbledore was like I kind of trust Snape if he was like anywhere lukewarm about it, then people wouldn't take it for what it is. He has to be that passionate when he's like, I would trust Snape with my life. And I think he does trust yeah. Snape. But I don't think, like you're saying, I don't think he like cares for Snape in the same way that it makes him seem like he does. Like, I truly believe that Dumbledore loves Harry and I don't think that he loves Snape. I think he yeah. respects Snape And I do think he trusts Snape, but I don't think he loves Snape. Me either. And it's it's interesting too, because Snape is always on this path of atonement and, and, and Dumbledore has already been on that path. He knows what it's like to be seduced by like, so maybe it's that he can't forgive Snape because he can't forgive himself. Yeah, he sees too much of himself. Yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. I just thought about that right now. <laughs> I, I had an underwhelming reaction because I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Like in my head, I was just like thinking it through. <laughs> I think that is why he's so cold to Snape like that. Um, 
But Snape clearly cares for Dumbledore a great deal. Like he's grown to really respect. I don't want to use the word love because I don't know if Snape is possible to love him. But like, um, I'm and I'm obviously meaning platonically, guys. Like just like in terms of like, like he just cares for Dumbledore a lot. Like he's like, you're gonna die. Like we have to do something. Why would you do that? And he's do, and you can tell because he's so like angry. You know, like he's yeah. so like, you're such an idiot. Why would you do that? Like it's yeah. the classic like Slytherin way of showing they care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have two thoughts on that because one, I feel like Snape cares so much. Or, or ends up following Dumbledore so sincerely and so like much because again, it goes back to his insecurity. Like he, he kind of needs someone to follow. Like I think yeah. that's kind of shown in his character. Um, and then like two, what was my second point going to be? Something on that thought process. Oh, he he's like going to be lost without Dumbledore. Like yeah. His whole life is to serve his punishment, like you said, to Dumbledore. And if Dumbledore is no longer there, then like what he has to like then live with his regrets even more, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like there's something about Dumbledore not being there to like continue his punishment almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lost without him. Well, yeah. He literally like, he's like when he, he doesn't fight yeah last chapter he didn't fight he was like my punishment is over yeah Mm. this scene is also really interesting because Dumbledore is like the um like the father uh in Knives Out Mm -hmm. like he immediately like and uh Oh, like when he knows he's about to die, he's like, okay, here's my plan, kind of. Right, right. He's like, oh, that works out perfectly. Now I don't, we don't have to get all dramatic about how I have to die. Like there's already an excuse. I'm dying anyway. He's like, here it is. We're saving Draco. Um, Like that's a logical person right there. (laughs) Correct. Um, Yeah, I had a note on Draco. Um. Yeah, go ahead. Because that's all I had was that like, it just reminds me of that scene from Knives Out when he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, well, so there was like a lot of energy around the fact that Harry kept being like, I know that it's Draco and Dumbledore being like, no, it's not. Don't worry about it. But like, and I think I couldn't really defend Dumbledore at the time, but like, this makes me appreciate what Dumbledore did actually more because I think, and, and I think I might have said this at one point, like he is trying to, to protect Draco by like not telling Harry the truth. And like, it is shitty to Harry and like Harry's like clearly so frustrated by it. But like, I also do love that Dumbledore is like looking out for Drake and he's like, I can deal with Harry's like heat on this. Yeah, um, I obviously love that Dumbledore is so dedicated to protecting Draco. So I was less mad about it in this chapter, but I did feel a bit of vitriol. Like the only time I was like, well, there were two times when I was like my Dumbledore like irritation prickled. And it was here when he was like, like he predicts it before it even happens. He's like, I know that kids are going to get hurt. Like children almost die, Dumbledore. I know that's why he put Snape in charge and Snape let him down. 
He's mad. He was He's so mad. mad. He was mad at Snape. But also, like, then he still doesn't do anything. Like, even after the child almost dies, he's like, ugh. Yeah. He's like, ugh, Snape, you got to do a better job. Like, I think that's, I think your experiment with children's lives have really taken a negative effect. Like, we need to quit the lab. It didn't work. Like, we need a new yeah, plan. I think that Dumbledore could take an accidental death over than like sacrificing a student. Like the alternative is him like actively kind of like letting Draco potentially die. But that's not what I'm asking Dumbledore to do. I'm asking him to confront Draco earlier. I think after the poisoning, he should be like, you're gonna come into hiding with me we'll take your mom but you know and we'll protect them but you're you can't keep hurting the students anymore but he lets he's in for the long game he lets it all play out just so that I forgot that was like your solution which does make sense for sure um also Snape is like um what about my soul Dumbledore like are you really about to say that Draco's soul is worse than yours and that Dumbledore should save you it's like what about my soul and Dumbledore basically laughs (laughs) Dumbledore says well that's for you to reconcile with whatever god you believe in Snape truly hates children. Like, I can't give this man a teaching job. He just straight up was like, why don't you just let Draco kill you? Why do I have to do it? It's like, oh, Draco doesn't even like you. You're my friend. Like, Draco <laughs> wants to do it. I let him do it. I don't want to. Draco wants to do it so bad. Let him. Uh, Snape is a child he is it's honestly I this this chapter has made me like I feel like I've come full circle on Snape in this podcast like I started out with such shame for how much I used to like love Snape and I think I loved him in the wrong way before like I think my letter still stands but I think I've come full circle on it. I just, I truly do think he's so fucking interesting and fascinating and fun to try to piece together and talk about because his brain makes no fucking sense and all of the sense in the world. (laughs) Like, he's so consistent. But in the, like, I feel like in a continuation of that thought, like in the past, and for me too, like this chapter was more of like a reconciliation for Snape. But reading it now, I'm like, this just highlights some real big issues with Snape. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's fascinating to talk about with you. Like, I'm having a great time going on the Snape deep dive with you. Yeah. But I'm like, this man is messed up. Like, he is not well. Like, this doesn't forgive. Where It certainly even, doesn't forgive. Even back in the day, like, I was never a huge Snape fan, but I was like, you know what? A lot came to light and like that explains a lot. I wasn't like, I love Snape now, but like even more, I'm like going back to those early thoughts being like, yeah, something wasn't right. 
something was not correct. Yeah, uh, that's more what it is than ever. Like, I, I think I used this chapter to forgive Snape for a lot. And now I think I should use this chapter to be like, Snape is a bad person. Um, He's a bad person, very fascinating person. In every book, we like to deep dive a character. And instead of deep diving a character, this book is to talk about everyone that is unwell. <laughs> unwell. This is a book about being unwell. <laughs> That's the what it says on the back of the, the sleeve book. It says, this is a book about people that are unwell. <laughs> this book is unwell. <laughs> Highly recommend. All was unwell. Great for 2020. 2021 and now soon to be 2022. <laughs> Good lord. Um, uh, so this answers this next conversation where they're talking about the horcruxes does answer a lot of the questions we were asking last chapter about um about the information that Dumbledore shares with Snape about the Horcruxes, which seems to be zero. Yeah, <laughs> that's between him and I. Yeah, he's like, uh, don't worry about it. You don't need to know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> throughout this chapter, I was like asking a question that like I, I ended up answering for myself. Like, does Snape ever come to like respect or care for Harry? And the answer is no. <laughs> And to see Lily in Harry, and the answer is no. And and then like you were kind of saying this, like he had to like reconcile, like this is the son of their love, kind of. Mm-hmm. I also think it's like it's easier for him to hate Harry because if he saw Lily in him, I think it would be harder for him. In, yeah. in some ways, like I can't really like put that into words yeah but I think it's easier to hate him well I think he hates he has so much hate in his heart for James and for what happened to Lily that I think that if he lets the part that would like Harry or the part that reminds him of Lily seep in the I feel like it's like a magnet inside himself like he just like can't deal with that war inside of himself like he just has to lean into the hate I feel like it's much more comfortable yeah and I think almost like it would make him miss Lily even more I guess yeah even I I think he does let I really do think he does see it he has like one moment of letting himself see that and feel that when like when he dies like when he literally looks into Harry's eyes like dying right I think he does see it and he well so my overall comment on this is that I don't want it to be fan fiction but I also hate JK Rowling so I don't like so just hear hear me out okay when Daniel Radcliffe writes it <laughs> what I actually really want and not and not in like an I actually want this but just in a an alternate universe is it like what if Snape what what does the scene look like where Snape actually has to like, like we were talking about last week, tell Harry this, like, what is their relationship after this? Like if Snape survives, like that is what's fascinating to me. Like when Harry knows everything that Snape has done, does he like, do they fight together? Like what, like what is the, are they on the same team? Like, is Snape like, I still hate you? And Harry's like, I think that that can't be true. 
Oh no, I think Snape still hates him and Harry's like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, but I think but he has so much respect for Snape now, like Harry does. Yeah, but I think it's a little bit like respect in death. Like everyone loves JFK as a president because he died. Like I yeah. think there's a little bit of that there. Yes, I just it's just so fat. Like he names his child after this man. So like I'm like, does Snape, does Harry try to like have like a relationship in whatever form with Snape? Do they fight to get like in Cursed Child when Ron and Hermione are like fighting with I fucking hate that scene where they- Me too. But then I was like trying to think about how, like if in those kinds of situations, what is Snape doing? What is that relationship like? Like, I feel like that's why he can't, he doesn't want people to know. I think he has no idea how to be that person. He doesn't know how to be a good guy kind of. But like, he is- a good guy quote-unquote like in the fifth one like he's in the order doing the order business and there's a lot of hate there and I think that's what it would look like I don't think yeah, that's hate. that's true it's how he like interacts with Lupin I think that's the relationship like it, I don't think exactly he's that. Like hating him but he's gonna respond to whatever Snape's putting out is what he's gonna respond to I I honestly think it'll be a lot that's a great point I think it'll be a lot like the relationship between Lupin and Harry and Lupin and Snape like Lupin will be like look like you have to respect Snape blah 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't work together I do not like him but we have to work together with him like definitely more cordial than Snape is being to him yeah um anyway okay thank you for because I was just I need to go I was like I need to go on this thought journey because it won't bother me it won't let uh stop bothering me um so this whole like snake with a k business is so much rougher because Dumbledore is like there's gonna come a time when Baltimore keeps Nagini safe and he won't send her out to kill anymore and then so that's his like warning to Snape and then that's literally how he dies it's just like a little too ironic or coincidental or whatever I had that same thought I was like oof that is rough he literally sends Nagini out to kill him yeah but so like that also again goes to like what we were theorizing last chapter like we were like, Snape, why didn't you go find Harry first? Because when he enters the room, he sees the snake in the bubble thing. Although he might have seen the snake earlier like that. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that was the yeah. first time he saw the snake in the bubble. And he's like, oh, shit, I got to go find the boy. <laughs> yeah, it's time. Uh-oh. Um, How do I get out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> Then he's like talking to Voldemort. He's like, oh, I was just about to like go. I would love for you to kill me. Just give me like two minutes. Two minutes. I got to go talk to a boy about a horse. Snake. <laughs> um, um, I, I love how upset Snape is about the whole plan about Harry going out to die. 
like he's like you excuse me what (laughs) no 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 yeah um so it the scene is so intense like the like the the anger the like you used me is a lot it's a lot I this chapter though will like even more firmly like puts me in the camp that Dumbledore didn't like put Harry like stuff him for slaughter or whatever yeah I agree I actually I came around with this chapter because I feel like he knows that Harry's gonna be fine and he has to like double down on it with Snape so that Snape delivers the correct message like because especially if for some reason Dumbledore knows like Harry's gonna like literally see these memories like yeah Harry has to think like like Dumbledore saying like no you have to die like he can't know that there's like maybe a backup plan right because he's getting like like the Snape version not the Dumbledore version right and again he's cold with Snape right he's like this is still a part of the punishment. Yeah. Like this is the end game of the punishment. Truly is like, yeah, you did it all. And now Harry's going to die. I do think it's for the punishment, but I also think it's like Dumbledore not putting all of his eggs in one basket. Yeah. I just think, I I think it's torture. Like, I think that's <laughs> I mean, weird. I do think he's, I think I had the same thought. He's like definitely punishing Snape. Yeah. And uh, I think you made an even better point to be like, Snape wants to be punished. Yeah. Um, Although Snape has like a really line where he's like, the only Dumbledore's like, what about all of the, your, uh, the men and women you've watched die? And he said, lately, only those whom I could not save. Yeah. I love that line, actually. And I think it's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was a really um, dumb thing for me to say, but I just loved that line. I thought it was a really good quote. I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. T. Oh, and then I also like- think that's just like, if we are going with this whole narrative of Dumbledore being so cold and awful, uh, awful to Snape in this scene, Snape's like, Dude, it's been like 16 years. Like I've been a good person for a, a good person for a really long time. Like, yeah, and then and then Dumbledore's like, oh really? Like you actually care for Harry? And seems like, fuck no. I absolutely <laughs> he's like, and, but he it's so funny that he because he's so Snape is so upset. Like he's so mad that Harry Indignant. is and indignant that Harry's gonna die that he starts crying like Snape is crying what he's like when he does the when he does the Patronus and says always he is crying can you imagine Snape crying that's crazy that's about Lily isn't it yes yes I'm just saying like that's what I mean by he's so mad about Harry dying like because of like this is his whole life's purpose is to like keep Harry alive for Lily like he's so upset that he's like sobbing (laughs) 
Hi, yeah, yeah. That's such like a powerful image to me because it seems so, it's so weird to think about Snape like crying in front of Dumbledore, but he's like, I can't believe you just put all this on me. You want me to kill you. Harry is like, Harry's gonna die. That's a lot to unpack. And I have a lot of feelings about it. And you're still being mean to me. And I don't understand why, because I've been a really good boy for 16 years. Yeah, that's some karma, bitch. Yeah. And Dumbledore said, the universe wasn't giving you enough karma. I helped out. Like, you've had just only a miserable life. And we will continue with it being as such. Um, I just had um, one kind of, like, silly note at the end. But I, I didn't, I kind of skipped over, like, Snape having, like, the letter and... Yeah, I have a couple more notes before we get there. Okay. Go for it. I said, okay, keeping the letter and the picture crosses over into obsession territory again. Um, I don't think we ever cross back into not obsession. I know, but it just felt like that was particularly like, like I didn't feel like sad for Snape. I was like, I felt yikes for Snape. I I feel like if that was like not an obsessive love and like you found that like I don't think it would be that weird yeah it's just like he rips it is what's on the ice it's like the icing it is it's just weird that he like rips the picture and then like takes the part that says love lily like if, if he it honestly is less weird to me if he just takes the whole thing yeah because that's like her whole memory is like her writing but he like takes nope. the part that's like that's the part i want <laughs> that's the part i want wow truly that is telling yeah this is the part i want that letter wasn't for you stop reading letters that aren't for you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 this made me so angry. And this, I actually think is like a JK thing, but also I'm going to blame Snape because that's what's in the text. Okay. I'm sorry, sir, but you are way too into your fucking redemption arc for you to use um, the mudblood, to use mudblood. No, he corrects the portrait and says don't use that word oh I thought Snape used the word mudblood and then (laughs) and then Dumbledore the portrait was like don't use that word and I was like I went back and re-listened to it too I was like what no actually Dumbledore is not even in that scene well, at first, it's Phineas Nigellus says. Oh, he's reporting. Th- okay, this all makes a lot more sense because I was like so upset. I was like, this is bad writing because he also says that Granger girl. And I was like, Snape, you know who Hermione is. You taught her for six years. Okay, he would definitely still call her the Granger girl. I think he would call her Granger. It was like the that Granger girl. Like him and Dumbledore have never talked about Hermione before. <laughs> it was just so weird <laughs> okay it makes sense that it was Phineas Nigellus I was no, like no different racist I was like are we kidding me right now he used mudblood in the year of 
No, I actually, I always remember that Snape corrects somebody, but I always think it's not in this chapter. I always think it's like way earlier and it's like with Draco or somebody. Like, okay, that, other that makes me feel a lot better. Okay, it's his full arc. Whew. Wow, that's embarrassing for me, but I'm actually really glad that that was clarified because I was like, what? <laughs> my, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? My line was, um, Dumbledore is like telling him like the plan for like putting the sword in for the dough he's like but you know don't let anyone see you also like I don't think they'll be super friendly because of like the mishap with George's ear I'm like you think that's why they that's why they're not gonna be <laughs> that is I thought, least <laughs> I thought that exact same thought I was like are you kidding me Maybe he won't be friendly because um, he murdered you. you. <laughs> like, because you forget that Dumbledore. Dumbledore was like, because of the whole thing with the ear, um, they might oh, not be nice. Fine. Okay, <laughs> at that point. That, that was really funny. Um, that was my last note. I had that thought too. I was like, what? <laughs> um yeah those are my notes for the prince's tale we did it wow what a good discussion please write in if you have thoughts on snape yeah that was like a really good deep dive on snape i feel if we ever go back and like actually do characters it'll be like fun i think but mm-hmm. i feel like we do it so much like in pod we just repeat ourselves a lot yeah but I did I feel like it is really good to like look at it all together because I'm a person and like a reader that's like in the moment like this is how I'm feeling in this chapter like I don't always bring in all the context I mean sometimes I do but well I was just thinking about when I went to pee that we did that deep dive on Snape like we did a full episode dedicated to it like Snape bad or good guy for Colleen's friend and I was like I feel like I have such different opinions talking about this right now like this chapter like I feel like I'm saying such different things and have such more like context right now than I did when I was talking in that chapter for sure even though I've read this chapter maybe a hundred times it's fine but um uh yeah who was your champ and rat I actually found that really hard to do in this chapter, but I gave my, I give my champ to Lily. I don't know who my rat is. I gave I guess my- like Snape in our discussion, but I still like, like all of the Snape stuff we're getting. I gave my champ to Snape and my rat to Snape. That makes sense. Because I feel like he deserves both equally I was just like really (laughs) obsessed with like getting all of this like extra Lily stuff yeah that was really awesome I loved I love Lily so much and I just I think it fits the image of her like I just keep getting going back to that image of her like floating down from the tree like and it almost is like she's flying it's just like a little bit off I just and I think that would be my tattoo it almost looks a little bit like the tattoo I do have (laughs) You know who she is? She is like a perfect combination of like Luna and Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. Like she has all the softness of Luna and then like the fierceness of Jenny. I love that. 
Yeah. And that's, and I just remember listening to an interview from the director of the of Order of the Phoenix. And we've talked about this before where he's describing Luna and Harry as kindred spirits. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, I think there is a big part of like Luna in, in Lily. Yeah. Like she's not as like oddball-y obviously. But. Right. But I think also, and I read a lot of, um, or I don't, I read some, I don't read a lot, but I actually, I plan more in my head next gen fanfics. And I think when I write Lily Luna, the like Ginny and Harry's daughter, mm-hmm. she's a lot like this like <laughs> combo of Ginny uh, and Luna. And I think it's because I, that's how I imagine Lily, just like this softer more a little bit out there version of Jenny anyway yeah that was just in (laughs) my head just went in a million places I think I would get like the flower that she's like creating in her hand yeah um and I mean obviously like always like even though it's like tainted because it's like about the Snape obsession it's still like such an iconic like yeah I also just think it's like a little love note to Harry Potter too like the always like like, it'll always be a part of my life it has been for so long you know like it's been co-opted to be so much more than like that romance yeah um I gave it 250 points I gave it 300 points 300 a perfect bowling score I think (laughs) and then I said minus two for the first (laughs) part of the chapter minus two so 298 yes but I felt like it should be minus the, the minus and the minus two is for the lives of Tonks and Lupin it's just a parenthetical so yeah yeah just like their sentence basically a parenthetical yeah so that's some juicy stuff love it love it live it always stay magical i guess charmed i'm sure mischief managed bum 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 bum